Hi guys, and welcome back to the third ever episode of the Couch on Ice podcast. I'm your one host, Ryland Tremblay. And the other, Jordan McDowell. Uh, let's just get right into it. Last last week we discussed the Western Division, and this week we'll be talking about the Central and the new divisions like we bring up every episode, uh, the alignment. So let's start off just right away quickly, go off with Carolina Hurricanes. They had some... Small ads with Jesper Fast and Joachim Ryan. And the key departures were Justin Williams, Joel Edmondson, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, and Sammy Vatnin. So, a lot of defensemen gone, mm-hmm. but Carolina is probably the best defensive depth in the yeah. NHL. Yeah, if, if not top two for sure. Yeah, easily. They they still have Jacob Slavin, Brett Pesci, Dougie Hamilton, who was injured a bit last year. They got Hayden Fleury coming up. They've... They've got so many good ones. I and I'm still missing like three NHL level defensemen, like Jake Bean, who should be making right. the jump anytime soon here. Yeah, I believe he'll play this season. Uh, I, I was I'm a big fan of the Hurricanes team, the way they're built. That Sebastian Ajo is a superstar. Andres Sveshnikov is going to be an elite oh, he's, sniper. He's fun to watch. He's yeah, he's going to be a 30 goal scorer, maybe even a 40. I think he's got that capacity. I think he can easily put 80 to 90 points up. Mm-hmm. He drives that line a lot. Tuevo Teravainen, he supports that line very, complements mm-hmm. it very, very well. Mm-hmm. Like we mentioned, their defense is unreal. Yeah, stacked. Like, Jacob Slavin is up there for one of the best defensemen in the league and mm-hmm. the most one of the most underrated defensemen. Mm-hmm. I would have had him top 10 easily last year for Norris, mm-hmm. probably. And Dougie Hamilton is like an offensive superstar. Yeah. It's, I mean, it just continues to be. Exactly. As long as he can keep his mouth shut for the most part he's been pretty controversial ever since he came into the league and actually i remember i watched him a little bit in the ohl and he had a mouth on him there too so it hasn't changed much that's why he left boston to calgary and left calgary to carolina but seems to fit pretty nice in carolina and like i said i like this team they're a good forward group it's not amazing but it's definitely very solid they got two lines yeah great top line a good supporting cast. I like the ad of Jesper Fast for probably the third line-ish. Mm-hmm. He's a... He can play up and down the lineup. He's very good at that. He can play a depth role if they need him to jump up on the second line. I'm sure you can do that. Losing Justin Williams is going to hurt a little bit in yeah. the locker room. Um, mm-hmm. Their captain. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if they named another captain. I think Jordan Stahl might be captain again, but don't quote me on that because I can't remember. But... No, I'm a big fan of this team, but again, biggest question mark, same as last year, is goaltending. Mm. I mm. like their goaltending tandem, but I don't know if it's enough for them to get over the hump. They're a playoff team, and I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend they're not. Right. I think they are definitely a playoff team. They've had a slower start to the season, and obviously this COVID protocol stuff going on. They had a couple games postponed, but I think they are very... Very very good team. Mrazic's a good goalie when he can stay healthy. Bernier's a great backup. Or, sorry, not Bernier, Reimer. Um, James Reimer. He's a good backup, but they need a they need a starting goalie, I think, to get over the hump. But I think that's really all they need. Maybe yeah. another forward, like a depth mm-hmm. scorer, a second-line scorer, or something like that. Mm-hmm. But as they were in the... They're actually in the sweepstakes for line A. Obviously, we'll get to that a bit later. But, no, I, I like this team. Right now, I'm 
I, I have them sitting probably in this division, I think second. I, I think they are that good. I think Ajo is going to have a big season, probably 60 points-ish, I think. Sveshnikov could have a 20-goal mm-hmm. season easily, uh, maybe 25. I, I like this team. Their defense is un, unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Like, I, <laughs> I wish... I think they have the best, like I said, we think we have, they have the best defensive core Yeah. in the NHL. So I have them placing second. I don't yeah. know where you... That is also where I have them placing. Yeah, and there's not enough good things we can say about, but they're just small tweaks away. Like, yep. like a starting goalie and a second-line yep. scorer, I think... They're almost there. They're almost there. And they're a good team. They'll be a good team to come. They're mm-hmm. still fairly young. They're all, I think the average age, I want to say, is around 27, which is very young. And... I, I I like just the way their team's built. I love Rob Brindamore as a coach. Mm-hmm. And I think he's one of the most, the best coaches in the NHL. And he gets the best out of his players and his great man management as well. So, again, second place I have them at. But let's move on from the Hurricanes. And we'll, we'll talk about Florida. So, Florida brought in Radko Gudas, Patrick Kornfis, Vinny Hinnestroza, Alexander Wenberg, Anthony Duclair, and Carter Verhege. Thank you. They had leaving Mike Matheson, Mike Hoffman, Evgeny Dadnov, and Brian Boyle. A lot of names. Lots and lots of names. Big transition in Florida. Mm-hmm. Again, this is a weird team. It's a weird team. They're, I don't they're... know what Florida's up to. <laughs> I don't either, because they signed Bobrovsky to that $10 million contract for seven years. Well, and he was poor. He was bad. <laughs> poor, poor would have been an upgrade, and he just was not good last year. Those numbers need to come up. Need to come up. Mm-hmm. They don't have that strong of a defense. Defensively, I like him offensively. They they had a little bit of controversy in the start of the season with uh, the Sonk Daddy Keith Yandel. <laughs> Shout out Spit and Chicklets there. Um, he's. They were going to ruin his Ironman streak of, I can't remember how many games it is at, but they were going to ruin it and scratch him to try and trade him. And it just kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, Zito wanted, I don't know. I'm, I I don't know what the thought process was. He led their defense in points. I think he had 60 points last year or 50 points. Like, he's a very good offense defense. I'm sure he's getting up there in age, but he's not hurting their team. Not great in his own end, but... Every team needs an offensive quarterback for their mm-hmm. power play, and that's what he is. I think they're focusing too much of blame on their defense a little bit, and as you can see, they traded Mike Matheson away, which I think was a good deal for Florida, actually. I, I like that trade for Hornquist. Um, knowing a lot about Hornquist, he's a great secondary scorer, which they need since they lost Mike Math or sorry, Mike Hoffman and Evgeny Dadnov. But this team for me is just like I said, weird. Mm-hmm. They're weird, but they got Barkov, who is a superstar. Yeah. Huberto turned into a superstar, which seems like overnight, but he's been doing it for like three seasons now. Yeah. Just kind of underrated a bit. Aaron Ekblad, not the first overall pick they were hoping, per se, but he's definitely a very solid defenseman. Yep. They're they're obviously going to be hoping Duclair can bring in some of the goals. Yeah, and... I like that signing. That was a very Me good too. signing. If he fits, Duclair's a weird player for that, yeah. man. Like mm-hmm. He's had teams where he just fits, and it's awesome. And he has teams where he's just like, 
Yeah, I don't know if I want to put him on the ice. And he's a very inconsistent player, but he's got 20-goal, 30-goal potential like in an 82-game season. But this team is question mark. Obviously, the biggest thing with Florida this year actually happened to their prospects and not their team with both their goalie prospects playing the gold medal game against each other, uh, Spencer Knight for the USA and Devin Levi for Team Canada. And they were both phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They were, and obviously Spencer Knight getting that shutout on our on our Canadians there, but I'm going to try and move past as quick as possible because it's still hurting to talk about. But no, they, they got some good goalies coming up. But they still have six years at Bobrovsky at 10. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah, he's got to have a bounce back. He needs a bounce back. He defines their season. Which kind of puts me in a spot where I don't know where to put them <laughs> in this division. For me, they're sitting at sixth. You have them at six, hey? Yeah. I think they're going to miss out and be right near the bottom. Okay, I have them at fifth. And... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. They're a team... I think they're fifth. I think there's teams worse. No, I, I take it back. I agree with you, sixth. No, I have them at six. Um, I don't think they're going to do great this year. I think they'll do okay. Mm-hmm. They can't keep the puck out of their net. Mm-hmm. And they can score pretty well. I think they average like three goals a game, I want to say. But like I said, don't quote us on that. We're not experts. <laughs> and... But yeah, I have them at six. They're gonna struggle. They have their good moments. They're gonna they're bad. But losing those Mike Hoffman and Dadnoff is gonna hurt their scoring. And they didn't upgrade their defense. Mm-hmm. Like Radko Gudas is okay, but I don't know. No, I'm just not a fan. Of some of the moves they made and the decisions to let go Dadnoff and Mike Hoffman, but it didn't sound like they want to stay anyway. So yeah. yeah, I have them at six, like you. Mm-hmm. So we'll move on to. The other Florida team in the Tampa Bay Lightning, the previous Stanley Cup champions. And they had no key ads this year, but some departures were Kevin Shattenkirk, Jan Ruda, Zach Bogosian, and Carter Verhege. So Verhege obviously switching mm-hmm. to the other Florida team. And a couple defensemen who were very important to that cup run. Kevin Shattenkirk was mm-hmm. brilliant. Signs with Anaheim. Great signing for the Ducks. Weird one because they're in a transition, but we're not talking yeah. about the Ducks here. Zach Bogosian oddly played with Victor Hedman <laughs> and it worked, yeah. but I guess I could play with Victor Hedman. I'm not even a defenseman <laughs> and I would do okay. But no, there's nothing much I could say about Tampa. They're still superstars. They're, I'm not even going to get too deep in them because they're going to get first. I, yeah, they are. Braden Point is unbelievable. Obviously, losing Kucherov this season to it will hurt. It will hurt being on an injury, but it also benefited them. I mean, it just honestly means Stamkos will play more. Like, yeah, he barely played it, in if the he can playoffs. stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, course, of course, right? And it, it replacing Kucherov with Stamkos is a bit of a downgrade because Kucherov is their best player. If if not Kucherov, it's Hedman. Mm-hmm. But. It, I would take that downgrade. <laughs> they're, they're just a deep team. They're a deep team. And like I said, the Kucherov injury helped them, actually. They were able to sign Sorelli back, Aerosize Chernak back, Sergachev, all to very good contracts, bridge deals, but good contracts. Mm-hmm. 
they're just such a deep team. Braden Point's going to drive that team every night. Mm-hmm. Vasilevsky's top three in the NHL for goaltending. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he can look like a fish out of water so- very seldomly, but for the most part, he was he was unbelievable last year. Mm-hmm. I think he was third or fourth in the Conn Smythe voting for the Tampa Bay team, at least. And I, I got nothing bad to say yeah. about this team. They got Victor Hedman, best defense in the NHL. Sergeyev's looking like a superstar yeah, in the making. Yeah. If if he can take over for Hedman when he's done, holy shit. Yeah. And Stamco's still there. Braden Point's a superstar. Anthony Sorelli, I think, is going to take a big leap this yeah, year. No, I think he will too. They were able to keep Pilot, Killorn. Like, the biggest question marks were money this year. And yeah, they, they solved it. Solved it magically as they always fucking do but <laughs> as as we we're saying tampa's getting first yeah, they're a good team. they're, they're a good first. team i wouldn't be surprised if they have the best point total in the nhl uh, especially with this division being pretty weak beyond the top three but no i'm they're, they're gonna win yeah. their division and yeah. they should walk it with some of the teams in this division but we'll we'll just move on from them as well on to Nashville. So Nashville brought in Mark Berwicki, Nick Cousins, Luke Kuhn, and Brad Richardson. Leaving a lot of names. They had Nick Benino, Mike Granlin. Who Kyle they Turris. actually re-signed back. Right. So Michael Granlin's still there. Okay. And then Austin Watson, Craig Smith, Dan Hamuse, and Yannick Weaver. Yeah. So Nashville, they're a weird team. They kind of just fell off the face of the earth. Not long ago. There yeah. was a Stanley Cup final against Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's 2017, I think. And they all of a sudden just... Big Zuban fell off. and yeah, Big trades that didn't work. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened with this team, but the question mark that's been there the whole time, where are the goals coming from? They're yeah. not coming. Yeah. And it, they, they thought Matthew Shane was going to be a big piece in coming in to change that. He's really inconsistent. Marcus Johansson again. That's looking like a bad trade for Seth Jones. That happened a long time ago. But it, it's Nashville's in a weird spot. They really are. They're lucky they're in this division, though. I I, I will say that. Rene's a year older. UC Soros needs to make that jump to be a starting goalie this year. If he doesn't, they're going to struggle. Obviously, Roman Yossi is a stud. He is... Up there for defenseman, top mm-hmm. five probably in the NHL, if not top five, top ten. He is unreal. They they just need the goals and they're not getting them. And they didn't do much to address it. Yeah. Um. They they signed they did sign actually Arakala, which I think weird weird, but I think it'll be good for them. It'll be good, but they have like five centers that are top six centers now Mm -hmm. i'm so which is a great problem to have don't get me wrong i'm not gonna sit here and pretend like that's a bad thing i i would love for my team to have to have that center depth but it's just weird signings because they're all gonna want to play down the middle but the top two centers are johansson and and duchene it's Mm -hmm. not gonna change no so my question where the goals are coming from is Eli Tolvanen finally going to make a jump to the NHL and transition? Because he's been struggling. Dante Fabro, he's a very good young defenseman. He was playing well. Mm-hmm. Ekholm and Ellis are awesome. Very good. They got great 
three, four defensemen. Goaltending is Rinna's getting up there. He's starting to mm-hmm. lose his touch a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I'm def- definitely had a down year. Had a down year. I just don't know where the goals are coming from. I don't know where you're at with it. Yeah. But for me, I'm sticking this team fourth. Fourth? Yep. Yeah, I think just, just going to make it. Yeah. See, I, I got them fifth. I think they're going to miss. I think the reason that they're going to make it over a team that doesn't make it, I think Saros is going to make that jump. You think Saros can make that? Yeah. And I, I definitely think he's got that cap- capability to do that. I just don't I don't think they can score enough, like I said. Mm-hmm. But like we said, weaker division. It's probably the weakest division actually. Yeah, a lot of, and, a lot of injury problems. Yeah, so I don't know. They need Victor Arvidsson to stay healthy. Yeah. He is their goal scorer. Philip Forsberg needs to jump back up. He had a bad year last year. Mm-hmm. He needs to get back up to that twenty, thirty goal pace. He is magical with the puck. Like underrated mm-hmm. with how good he is. He's the he scored the Michigan last year to after Svechnikov scored it twice, but no, I, I I have them fifth. I just think they won't score enough. So we'll move on from Nashville and let's go over to Dallas. So the reigning Stanley Cup champions, which is interesting, being in the same division as the Stanley Cup, or sorry, not the reigning Stanley Cup champions, Stanley Cup finalists mm-hmm. against the reigning Cup champions, same division, which never happened before. But so Dallas is they had no key, no ads this season. But their departures were Corey Perry and Matthias Yanmark. So, quiet offseason for Dallas, but we kind of figured it would be. They were kind of cap-strung, and they didn't have many guys to resign. Next year is the big year with Heiskanen. Mm-hmm. I like this team. I still really like this team. Tyler Sagan's going to be missing some time, though, which is going to hurt mm-hmm. big time, mm-hmm. and they're going to need Ropa Hints to step up. And play a top six role, which I think he can. I think he's got that in his tool bag, but I just don't know if this is the year. However, they got great goaltending when Bishop's healthy, healthy, and we saw what Dobby Hudobin can do when like he carried that team. Mm-hmm. He really did carry that team to the final. And they still got great pieces. Like Jamie Ben's still a great power forward. Radulov still can put the puck in the net. They got some pieces. Their defense, I'm a Big fan of three of them. I really like John Klingberg. I think he is the definition in today's NHL of a quarterback for the power play. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's anyone better than him. And people can argue that with me all they want, but he had like 25 points in the playoffs as a defenseman. Mm-hmm. And he's always on. He just does the little things right. He puts low shots in for tips, and he is been brilliant and i'm a big fan of him miro heiskanen is going to be a norris level defenseman there's zero doubt in my mind there i'm i'm a big fan kale mccarr and quinn hughes but i i got something telling me that heiskanen could be better than them which is insane yeah because i think quinn hughes and kale mccarr are going to be top five top ten in the future, yeah. in like five years down the road. I think Heiskanen could be that. I much prefer Heiskanen in his own end. Mm-hmm. He is so good at his two-way game. He can skate. He can pass. He can defend. He's in the right place all the time. Great, great defenseman. However, this team, they're struggling with some injuries. 
They're going to need to overcome them. I still have them making it. I have them third. I like a lot of the look of this team. They're pretty intact. They they always fight for it. Their spot. They're not going to score a lot of goals, but they're not going to let in a lot of goals either. So that's the biggest difference between I have, I have this them. team at fifth just missing. Really? Yeah. I think the injury problems are really going to bite them. I think the lack of consistency with their goaltending in terms of being healthy is going to hurt too. Yeah, I can definitely see that. They could get in some trouble in that if they're not healthy, Mm. but if they're healthy throughout a full season, and if Sagan can come back, it's a good team. It's a good team. And I think next year, I don't think I would be putting them ever this low, but I think this year with the injury problems, I think especially losing the goal scoring in Sagan, yeah, that'll hurt. that'll hurt them big time, and we'll see if their young guys can actually mm-hmm. overcome yeah. it. Step up, Dennis Garanov had a great playoffs. He needs to keep playing that well. Mm-hmm. Joel Kiviranta, who scored that hat trick um, against who was it against? Oh, I can't remember who it was against. He scored the hat trick in the overtime winner, and actually, I think it was Colorado in Game Seven, which was unbelievable. He. He's looking like a full-time NHLer. Like, they got some good pieces, and that's why I got them third. Um, But we'll move along to our next team, which is the Chicago Blackhawks. So, Chicago, they had some... Their ads were Nikita Zadorov, Matthias Yanmart, Lucas Wahlberg. Their departures were Corey Crawford, Uli Mata, Slater Coco, Brendan Saad, and Drake Kajula. So... A lot of changes. Yeah. A lot Crawford of, leaving. A lot after. of bad changes. <laughs> I'm not a fan of how this team is being managed when they have two superstars in Taves and Kane. Obviously, we heard the terrible news that Taves won't be playing this year. Mm, definitely. And I'm, I I haven't done too much reading about it, so I'm not 100% sure what it was. I don't think they've released much. Either. They haven't released a whole lot from what I've understood, but... I think that's going to hurt big time. Obviously, he had a great season, bounce back season last mm-hmm. year, and I think he was just going to continue. Yeah, just an excellent hockey player. And he is. And Captain Sirius, he's always been a great player in the league. And obviously, like we said, he fell off a little bit mm-hmm. for a bit there when Chicago was kind of in a transition. But Patrick Kane is still one of the best players in the NHL. Yeah, just a goal scorer. He, he's. In a normal 82-game season, I would never bet against him to get 100 points. Yeah. And he's that good, mm-hmm. which kills me to say because he's irritated the shit out of me throughout the years. No, at least you challenging anymore. Yes, and that's just it. They did some weird moves. Zadorov, I like Nikita Zadorov, um, old Colorado defenseman, but I don't know if he's going to make that jump. Like, higher. I, I think he's a, a f- second-pairing, like, fourth, fifth defenseman. I don't know if he can make that. He's going to throw the big hits. He's going to be a big body. He's going to be great on the penalty kill, which you need. But they got rid of Brandon Saad for that. And I'm not going to go out and pretend like Brandon Saad's like this, like, superstar. But he's a great secondary scorer. I think he could have gotten a lot more for it. And losing him is going to hurt their scoring. This season is just a mess for Chicago. Everything has gone wrong. They said they're going in their rebuild. Taves was not happy. And I wonder if that's a little bit of it. If he's losing 
interest in the game and wants out. Yeah. But his contract's impossible to trade. I mean, 10 and a half. I'm, I'm not sure about this team, what's going on with it, but they're not going to be good. Yeah. Their starting goalie is Malcolm Subban. Yeah. Nothing against Malcolm Subban, but he is not. An, and Subban I don't even know if he's an NHL goalie. Yeah. I really don't. He is a borderline backup. He yeah. is a backup. At best. And like he had that great save day one mm-hmm. um, of the season returning. That's not going to... One great save you is going to save your goaltending. When you're eleven five. Exactly. Like, they're not going to be good. <laughs> they just won't. I have them in last, actually. I have them in last. I love Patrick Kane as a player. I think he's magical with the park. I think he... I saw his goal, actually, the other week. was amazing backhand. He just walked around the defenseman. Chipped it backhand over the over the shoulder. Perfect in the corner. Like, they got some pieces. I'm a big fan of Kirby Dak, but he's out for four months still. Mm-hmm. Um, with that injury at the World Juniors, breaking his wrist. I actually saw it. It was gruesome. It looked like someone folded a piece of paper together. <laughs> it was awful. And so, I, I just think they're going to struggle. They don't have a good defense. Like Duncan Keith's way past it. I don't even know if Seabrook's playing this year. And like you said, that goalie tandem is that goalie just tandem's not, not good. Well, it's just not good. It's the worst goalie tandem I think I've ever seen in the NHL. Yeah. Which is saying a lot. Which is crazy. And it's not no disrespect to the players. They could turn into good NHL goalies through it one day. Not now. Yeah. <laughs> not this year. Yeah. I don't think I think they're trying to be bad, which is weird for a team to do. The disrespect of getting rid of Crawford for me was the big one. Right. That kind of put the nail in the coffin for Taves. Right. and Kane well and he had been there for how many years 10 yeah at least between like, 10 and 12 or something yeah like he's like, he's been out he was outstanding he won yeah. some of those cups for them like yep. he was their starting goalie he wanted to come back and they said no yeah he just didn't want to give him a contract so he goes to new jersey and retires which is a big blow for new jersey but we'll talk about that next episode when we talk about the devils and no, they're just not going to be good. I think they're going to struggle. I think they're going to be almost worse or as bad as Detroit was last year. Yeah. And speaking, speaking of <laughs> Detroit, they added Thomas Grice, Mark Stahl, John Merrill, Troy Stetcher, Bobby Ryan, Vladimir Nemestikov. Leaving. They had Jimmy Howard. Justin Ablicator. And they had Jonathan Erickson and Trevor Daly. So, some changes. Some good changes. Yeah, Jimmy leaving after a long time in Detroit. Yeah, I think that was needed. Yeah, he, he was, had a bad season. He wasn't the Jimmy Howard we used to no. know. And, and that happens. They brought in Tom Grace. Yeah, like, he's a good goalie. He's yeah. Actually, I watched a couple games this year at Detroit, and he was fantastic he's been such a good goalie in this league i think he'll be excellent for them yeah i I do too i think he's a very underrated goaltender i think he is phenomenal i agree for he played in long island for a long time with the islanders and was great as Mm -hmm. a backup Mm -hmm. backup in quotations i say as a a one b he's he's a very good goalie he's gonna help them get extra wins I like Bernier there as well. I think he's an okay goaltender. Yeah. I think he'll get if he plays twenty games this season, I think he'll get some wins. Like don't get me wrong, I'm not high on this team. I don't think they're gonna win. No. I think they're second last. 
But they're improving. But they're improving. And that's all you can ask for for this Detroit team. Yeah. Heartbreaking draft lottery this year and dropping all the way to four. But they get Lucas Raymond, who looks like a good player. Mm -hmm. Looks like he's going to be a very good player in the NHL down the road. And this is the time for them to just give their young guys more ice time. Yeah. And they they made some good trades, taking on some cap, like getting Mark Stahl in a second just for taking that cap. Great leader as well. Exactly, and they bring in Bobby Ryan, which I I like that. I really do like that transaction because I think he's just going to bring in some depth scoring, and he has no pressure anymore. He doesn't Mm -hmm. have that contract. He got bought out by Ottawa, and yeah, I I do like this team. Troy Stetcher is a great add on their defense. I was hoping he was going to stay in Vancouver, and it didn't. Come to that, obviously. Couldn't get to contract negotiation, so he goes to Detroit. He's going to get top minutes there. Mm-hmm. He's going to get a lot of minutes. This team just needs to improve. They just need, obviously, Larkin, their new captain. Some big news there. But they just need to improve. Zadina needs to take another step forward. They need Mort Sider to come over and yeah. play well. They, they need these guys to take a step forward. Yeah, and then and now's the chance. Now's right? the chance. Now's the best yeah. chance they'll ever get. Exactly. So I still have them second last. I have yeah. them seventh. Seventh. They're as well. going to struggle, but not as bad as last year. It's yeah. going to be a better season. Improvement. They're it's going to be an improvement. That's all they need, and their guys are going to do all right. So we'll move on to our final team, the Columbus Blue Jackets. An interesting one. I've been so excited about talking to this, about this team. So let's just start with the key ads they have. Max Domi, Mika Koivu, and Patrick Laine and Jack Roslevic. Mm-hmm. So, big news there. Key departures, Josh Anderson, Alex Wenberg, Marcus Nudovara, Ryan Murray, and Pierre-Luc Dubois. Before we get into Columbus, I think we should just get straight into the trade. And both Jordan and I, we haven't talked about this trade. I mentioned to him when we walked in the door today. We haven't really talked about it. So this is going to be our first opinions on it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to let you take the floor first. Thoughts on the trade. So the trade was exactly Dubois and a third for Patrick Laine and Jack Rosselvick. Jack Rosselvick drafted first over or first round, mm-hmm. 25th overall. Patrick Laine, second overall in the 2016 draft. And you may remember Pierre-Luc Dubois is third overall in that same draft. I so, think... I think the change of scenery is going to be great for everyone. For everyone. For everyone. I think it was necessary, but I think Columbus is going to benefit big out of this. Yeah. Because I I think Line A obviously is is offense is the big thing, but I think his defensive game is going to improve with this team because he's not going to be allowed to just... With this coach, he's Ooh. not going to be able to. Torts won't give him exactly. A, won't right? give him a centimeter, let alone an inch. Exactly. So he's going to have to hustle, and I think that's going to improve him as a player. So I see him taking a big step this year, and I think Lina is going to be great. And obviously, you get another centerman who just in- improves the the depth. I think I think this works out better for Columbus than it does for Winnipeg, but I think it benefits everybody right. in general. So before I give my piece, I want to ask you a question about with Lani and Torts. It sounded like Pierre-Luc Dubois didn't get along with Torts. Mm-hmm. It sounds like 
Dubois is a very more mentally strong player than Line. Mm-hmm. Is Line actually going to be able to take Torts' shit? And I, I mean that in the the utmost respect for Torts. I think he's an awesome coach. Don't know. I would fucking hate to play for him. Yeah. Because that sounds like he just mentally exhausting. But he does bring out the best in his players. It's going to benefit both of them playing under him for a short mm-hmm. term um, or long term for Line. We're not sure. But it's going to benefit playing under Torts in the long run. But Line struggled with Palmarese in Winnipeg yeah, with lazy. minutes. It was more minutes than anything. But he was stubborn about it. Torts won't let him be stubborn about it. And that might make Line 8. But I think if he doesn't have anything to worry about, then there's nothing to be stubborn about. Yes, but we're also talking about Patrick Line, who is probably one of the worst defensive wingers I have yeah. ever seen, or at least the least ambitiously defensive player. Mm-hmm. He does not typically try in his own end. He sits along the wall, waits for a pass, and he can shoot the puck better than anyone except for probably Alex Ovechkin as a forward, yeah, I will say, yeah. for sure. And maybe Stamkos. I think Stamkos is pretty even playing field. But I I think... I think it's going to improve his defensive game, ultimately. Oh, it, it will improve his defensive game. And I think, while I think that relationship will struggle, I think ultimately it's going to work. I think yeah. Line A needs to just man up here and yeah, accept this is now where he's going to be. He needs to make the best of what he's given and fucking play his heart out because he, everybody knows what he can do. Well, and, and now he's the number one guy, exactly. which is what he wanted in Winnipeg. Exactly. And, and he's he going to thrive with that. And I think he will. I th- He's the only guy I've seen come into the NHL since Ovechkin mm-hmm. that I, I genuinely think is going to be able to score like him mm-hmm. and be a 40 goal score every year mm-hmm. every year which is hard to do yeah. it's so hard to be a consistent 40 goal scorer yeah. in this league it yeah. is the toughest league in the world and his shot makes it look easy mm-hmm. he has like we've talked about one of the best shots but so my opinion on the trade anyways i like it but there's a lot of bad reasons for this trade having to go through. I like both the players. They're both going to be superstars in the league. Way different type of superstars. Mm-hmm. But I don't like how they acted with it, honestly. Yeah. I'm not a fan that Dubois kind of was sounding like he was sulking a little. Actually, he talked to... Um, Oh, who did he talk to the other today? Um, Ron McLean about the trade. And he didn't get into much details, but he talked a little bit about why he wanted to trade. And he just didn't like it in Columbus at all. Him and Torres butted heads. And it sounded like he wanted to go to Montreal, like bad, like really bad. And But he, he goes to Winnipeg, where his dad actually coaches their AHL team. Or I don't know if he coaches, but he's affiliated with them anyways. I just don't, it, it leaves a bit of a sour taste in my mouth because you see this blockbuster trade and you're like, wow. And then you start thinking about it and you're like, okay, why did it happen? And it's like, it makes sense. Both, all three players involved in this trade wanted out. Mm-hmm. However, they didn't specify why. And if they did, it sounded like just a kid whining yeah. a little bit. And 
it's I I have a tough time saying that with also being a younger guy and understanding where they're coming from. You're in the NHL, man. All yeah. three of them, like Roslovic, wanted more minutes, and so did Line, which makes sense. I understand fighting for more minutes, but at the end of the day, you don't get to have a day off because of it. Mm-hmm. Dubois, same thing. I'm I'm a big fan of Dubois. Last year in the playoffs. He was a superstar and was unbelievable against the Leafs. I've never seen an NHL player who's the capability of becoming a superstar not give a shit on the ice. And that irritated me a lot. I don't think it's too much to write about, but it's something to talk about. So as for who I think won the trade, time will obviously tell. I know that's the cliche reporter answer, but it's the truth. I like both teams for what they needed. Yeah. I think they both came out on top yeah. for different reasons. Columbus, this is the first superstar they've had since Rick Nash, mm-hmm. or scoring superstar. Or, sorry, not Rick Nash, Rick, or, or Temi Panarin, but he didn't want to stay there either. Are we sure Line wants to stay there? Seems like a really tough market to want to play in, mm-hmm. which I get. It's not a flashy market, but at the same time, you're in the NHL, man. Yeah. And I, I think Line is going to benefit and not benefit from it. I think it's going to be a little bit of both. He's going to be a great player. He's going to be the guy they look at on a power play. He's going to get his power play points. He's going to yes. get He'll all this. Improve their power play. 100%. Which I, they definitely had a poor power play. Yes. They needed that. Yes, they did. And I, I like that. I'm really intrigued to see how him and Torts work together. Like mm-hmm. I said, I question that. Love the Jack Rosovic of it all. I think he's a hardworking guy. Yeah, and I think he'll. Um, I think the fresh start for him will be great. So do I. And he's back home. Uh, he's from Columbus, or I, I don't know if he's from Columbus, but I know he's from Ohio. And I think he's gonna thrive in that. I think he's gonna be able to play third, second line for them actually, because yep. they don't have the greatest depth. It works out for Rosovic. But he, now he needs to prove himself. Yeah. Signed a contract for 1.9 AAV for two years. Two years, yeah. He needs to prove that he's worth those minutes now. And Torts will not play him if he's, if he's not, not playing, playing well. Yeah. And like he did with Dubois, benched him. Played four minutes the other night yeah. and benched the yeah. rest of the game, which he fully deserved. Now, jumping over to Winnipeg. Dubois, come in. There's this the two-headed, yeah. This two-headed monster at center is going to be nuts for them. Mm. And it's going to be there for a long time. They are ready now to win. Mm-hmm. And I think Dubois helps them better than Line because they have goals coming in from other places. Shifley can shoot very well and he scores. Kyle Connor, and it, actually I heard some line combinations that Stastny and Kyle Connor will be playing with Pierre-Luc Dubois. Mm. And Stastny playing on the wing. I like that as a line. I don't know what they're going to do with the first line. It's obviously with Shifley, Wheeler, Ehlers, I assume. Could be Connor even. But I, they said right now they're going to try Connor mm-hmm. with. It should be Connor up there because they've been working so well together. Right. But anyways, jumping back into it, I like this trade for both teams because it makes sense. It just makes sense for both. Both yeah. players were disgruntled. Or sorry, all three players were. They both want to change scenery. Winnipeg wanted a center. Columbus needed some goals. Columbus wanted a center as well, from what I heard, but they couldn't find one as good as a deal for Line A. Yeah. 
makes sense or as line a right which makes sense so i like this trade for both i think right now it benefits winnipeg better i think down the road if line a can stay and they can build around him it's going to benefit columbus and i think they're going to win the trade throw but in the next five years i'm going to put it on winnipeg as long as they keep each player but whoever if they keep those players that's who they're that's who wins the trade. That's, yeah. right. that's just how it is. But so let's go back to Columbus. We'll kind of talk about them. Bringing in Max Domi is an interesting one. I think it was safer than yeah. keeping Josh Anderson and signing to a big ticket, even though he's playing fantastic in Montreal. I'm okay with Max Domi. It's not a big market. But last time he wasn't in a big market, he didn't play well either. Yeah. So I don't know. Domi's a weird player. He is either going to be awesome or gone yeah. not there right now it's looking like he's not there he's kind of struggling but they have one of the best defensemen Seth Jones in the NHL and they have Alex Wierenski who is top 15 Very top good. 20 defenseman in the NHL as well I'd say he's up there they they got that they got two very good goalies I'm a big fan Corpus Allo and Elvis Merzlikens is a very good goalie as well mm-hmm. I like this team I like I like everything about this team except for the scoring depth they need more scoring depth I don't know where it's going to come from is a question I, I'm a big fan of Foodie I think Liam Foodie is going to be a great player Texier is starting to progress a lot better he's playing well I just don't know where the goals are coming for from behind Patrick Line. And I guess we'll find out. But I have them fourth. I have them squeaking in because I love the way Torts makes his team play. They fight. We got to remember, it's a different team slightly, but it's the same strategy of the team that knocked out the best team in NHL history regular season-wise yep. in the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yep. And they swept them. Yep. <laughs> like Only two years ago. Torts is an amazing coach and brings the best out of his players if you play for him. Yeah. You play for him, he will be awesome for you. Yeah. They need their players to play that way. They Domi and Line are my biggest question marks for this yeah. team. They need to want to win for Torts. If not, they won't fucking play. Mm-hmm. They will sit on that bench all game and he will waste their contract and they're gone. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a tough way to play with him with Torts. Yeah. But for me, I got this team at third. Yeah, I'm third. Yeah, I think they're going to make it. Yeah. And so we both have them going to playoffs. Um, that, that's all the teams throughout this division. I'm a big. I, I, I like Columbus the way they fight. So we'll, let's. But let, anyways, let's go over our picks for first and down to eight. So obviously first which we both agreed, agreed on yeah tampa. tampa yeah best team in this even division with the loss of kucherov exactly even with that yeah. loss they're still gonna be good they're still gonna Very be outstanding good. and they should walk this division i yeah. feel there really isn't a team up to their standards so tampa's first for me yeah um my number two is carolina also my number two and yeah. i think carolina is is the only other team that could get first yeah and I, I just don't even see it. Like that's just how I mean, good Tampa is, though. And I think Carolina is not a team you should ever sleep on in this. Mm-hmm. And I think they're gonna be good. I, I 
think they're just a couple pieces short. Yeah. And they're but they're right there. They're gonna yeah. be a competitive playoff team. Yeah. They'll be good. They should be they're capable of winning a round or two. Maybe three, depending on who they're playing. But I think if you're putting them in a power ranking throughout the NHL, I probably have them in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Um but we'll move on to third. Third for me is Dallas. Mine, as previously mentioned, being Columbus. And I for me, Dallas, they just they still have everything other than Sagan. Like Sagan's hurt, and that's gonna hurt them, obviously. Mm-hmm. They still got the defense. They still their coach though I like the way their coach plays. And that defense. I, I just can't get enough of those three defensemen, Essa yep. Lindell, Miro Heiskinen, and John Klingberg. Yeah. Those three as your core for defense is unreal. Yeah. So I think they're gonna build and obviously it's hard for me not to put them there being a reigning Stanley Cup finalist. Yeah. So um, Yeah, and I think Columbus will obviously I think that line I trade will just improve them. Yeah. Ultimately. No, and I that's why I have them at four. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think they're gonna with me having before, I think Line is going to bring a lot of extra goals that they won't see. He's not going to help them as much as Dubois did defensively, nowhere near. But they have a good defense. I like the way their defense is fairly built. Losing Ryan Murray, which we didn't really talk about, is kind of a sneaky loss because they yeah. made Cap out and they kind of just gave him up for nothing. He's a good defenseman. Yeah, He was drafted really high. I want to say he was drafted third overall in like 2013 or 2012. And he's not done well in draft ranking as, as you would, as expected based on how high the pick. But he's a very formidable defenseman. He's a very good defenseman. Yeah. Um. For, but no, for me being Nashville. Yeah, and I, I mean, I I think Nashville is just a weird team too. Yeah, they really you are. Know, they don't. They're almost there, but at the same time. If certain players don't play right, they could fall off a cliff. No, and I I completely agree. That's why I have them at fifth. Yeah. <laughs> and they're right there. They're going to battle, but they're not. I don't think they're going to do well. I yeah. think they're just going to be average yeah. and keep being average for a bit. They got a good enough team to not be a bottom team, but they're, they're not on. They're so inconsistent. Yeah. They just can't string along wins enough for me. Yeah, I okay. don't see where they're gonna come from. Yeah. But your yours being um, Dallas, I think that the injury problems are really gonna hurt them this season. Although I do agree that they are a great team. Yeah, and I think without those injury problems, totally different story. But hundred percent this season, I see them. Finish. Yeah, and injuries tell a team like last year. I'll, for example, Colorado for me. They, I think they would have walked the cup. Maybe not against Tampa. I think Tampa that was. Tampa's Cup to lose, but they would have been in the final. I don't see a world they wouldn't have been without the injuries. And they're a big problem. Injuries are a big problem. Dallas needs to overcome them. Mm-hmm. But moving on to my sixth is Florida. Florida and as well. As well with you. They're a weird team. It all lands on Bobrovsky. He needs to have a bounce back year and not just a bounce back year where he's a starting goalie. He needs to be Vesna caliber. Yeah. Again. That is he's getting not paid. Yeah. It's not easy to do. But Bobrovsky is that type of goalie. For the past five seasons, it's been one year, Vesna level. Next year, terrible. Under a .9 save percentage, which is bad for a certain mm-hmm. goalie. And then the following year again, Vesna, And then the one after. It's just, it's a weird 
way he goes, is he going to repeat that questionable season? Don't know. But I think he's... I I just don't see where this team's coming from. They lost too much depth for me. Yeah. They added... They tried to replace it, but... Sorry, Duclair and Hornquist and Wenberg are not the same as Dad and Hoffman. They're 30 goal scorers. 20 minimum. 25. So... Yeah, I, I have them at sixth as well. Same as Jordan yeah. there. Uh, I think our last two are the same. And as well. yeah, our, our bottom three are the same. Uh, seventh for me, Detroit. Detroit. And like we said, they're a young team. They're just taking the progression stages. Yep. They're not expected to be good, but they're expected to be better than last year. Exactly. That's what they're going for. And I think they will. And then Chicago. If you're a Chicago fan, congrats because you're not one of the bandwagers. <laughs> and two. Have fun because you are going to have a rough season watching. I think they're the worst team in the NHL. Yeah. And and the loss of Taves is not. Yeah, loss of Taves isn't gonna hurt. Kirby Dak is such a big loss that I don't think a lot of people notice as much. But in the playing around last year in this that weird playoffs that we had, he was outstanding. Mm -hmm. Outstanding. Yeah. And and this is the time that they would be giving Kirby Deck tons of ice time. Exactly. Too. And especially with Taves out, exactly. this is, would have been the opportunity. But he got broke his wrist. That's going to be a setback this year, guys. He's not going to have the same shot on him as he does. He, it's going to take him a while. So I wouldn't be focused on Kirby Deck too much this season. As much as I like him, I think he's going to be a superstar in the league. Mm-hmm. Or not necessarily a superstar, but I think he's going to be a top player in the league at yeah. least so but no chicago fans hold on to your seats because it's gonna be a long, long season with that goaltending tandem and until they upgrade that i don't think i have them yeah. anywhere else to put other than yeah. last so that that's all the teams going through this week in that central division we'll finish off the podcast just by kind of talking about how the season has been so far some of the news coming out that's gone on mm-hmm. and so let, let's start with asking just some standard questions of what team are you impressed with so far playing i think i think i'm impressed with a lot of the young guys not necessarily any team specifically i no. don't think there's been i think it's been wild year for most every team yeah but i think that a lot of the guys that have been needing to step up so far have been yeah which is definitely interesting because you don't always get that you know you don't always see where a young guy will maybe make a move to a different team or will come into the league and and get the minutes exactly And, and i as a fan of of young athletes in general i love to see that yeah no for sure and some of those players that I'll just list off right away. Tim Stutzla, he's looked great. Mm-hmm. And I think we knew that. Mm-hmm. We knew he's going to be a superstar. Uh, Nils Hoglander, very impressed with his play. Um, mm-hmm. He's been a little bit slow. and But a team that I'm going to mention that I'm very surprised about is Calgary. Mm-hmm. They're playing awesome. Right, obviously and shutting out uh, Vancouver. And, uh, was and, that the first game? Yeah, first game, Mark Sherman, Tana, back in Vancouver, and and Josh Lebo. They've been very good. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't know why. If you if you listen to the other podcasts, you'll see my thoughts on Calgary, and I I was pretty hard on them. And now that I'm like looking at the team, I'm like, wow, I was a fucking idiot for saying that because Markstrom has made that team better. Yeah, and I and mean, the relationship Markstrom has, I mean, especially with uh, Kachuk, yeah. has been great. I think it's only improved the team. Just yeah, the team for sure, and more confident. I. I don't know why it didn't click in my head. Like, I knew Marshall was a starting goalie. I think I was just so down on the rest of Calgary's team that I forgot they've never had a goalie. Yeah, since Kaprizov. Exactly. exactly. So I, I think that kind of, like, changed my views. And everyone was talking about them so high that I kind of... But I want to admit that I was wrong so far. Yeah, and I mean, the young guys that they needed to step up on this team have so far. Exactly. And Dylan Dubé's playing great. As well. Um, yeah, Valimaki's starting to play. Rasmus Anderson's going to be a great defenseman for that team. They, I, I like Calgary. Mm-hmm. Team I'm probably most... I'm going to say a player before the team that I'm disappointed in. The, in Canada, at least, I'll say the team I'm most disappointed in is Vancouver. Mm-hmm. They have been struggling. They, yeah. they cannot find the back of the net right now, and mm-hmm. it's just not been looking great for them. But the player I think I'm most upset with how he's performed so far is Alexi Lafreniere. Obviously, we have put way too much pressure on these kids coming up. Way too much pressure. He's 18. Calm down. And I'm going to say that before I kind of roast him a little bit here. I love Lafreniere. But calm down. He's 18. He is 18. He has got lots of time to take it. Yeah, this is his first time in the league. How many players have we seen that take a few years and turn into superstars? Like, this is not the first time we've seen it. Just because you're first overall doesn't mean you're guaranteed guaranteed NHL superstar. Jack Hughes struggled last year. This year, he's playing great. He's playing very well. And, like, it just takes time. So ease off on him a bit. Mm-hmm. But going into that, he has not looked outstanding. I've only watched, I think, two games of his, so I haven't watched a lot. But he doesn't look... He looks a little scared on the puck to me. And I don't mean in a way where he just gives it away. He wants to be the open guy instead of fighting in the corners more. I think he just needs to get in more and get comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't look as comfortable in the NHL right now as a player like Tim Stutzla. And obviously there's a big difference in that. Stutzla played with men in Germany. Yeah. With grown men, physical league. He, he's been training for this, basically. Lafreniere's been playing against kids his own age. That he's been bigger than, faster than, better than. Mm-hmm. Like, I, as much, as beneficial I think Junior A is, it can be a detriment to some of those bigger guys because yeah. they are the biggest. They move into the NHL, they are not no, exactly. even close. And Lafreniere's a, a strong kid, but he's a kid. Yeah, exactly. Right? So he's 18. He's, he's 18. So he's kind of been my biggest disappointment this year um as a penguins fan it's definitely been jari as well and mm-hmm. oh my god i'm gonna rant about cody cc again holy shit retire please just retire i want to watch the penguins win <laughs> i'm so sorry toronto fans for last year this is awful like penguins just depleted their they got three injuries in defense now big injuries so now cody cc has to play so I'm just going to rant about him for a minute because he is awful. Woeful. Can't defend. He is a liability on the ice. He can't even clear the damn puck. 
I think, oh. I think Tristan Jari's performances have been underrated in terms of how bad they've been. He's been bad. He's been pretty He's bad. Been bad. But he did have a better game last game. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh this year for me is such a weird team the way they're playing. Yeah. They have they play about 45 minutes a game fantastic, but mm-hmm. 15 minutes they are bad. Mm-hmm. And they look like they're not making playoffs. Mm-hmm. And Obviously, it's weird to say that with Crosby and Malkin on your team, you should always be hunting in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But there's some times where some of their players don't look good. Yeah. They look depleted. But one thing I will say about them before we move from the Penguins, and we'll probably talk about your Capitals quick too. Um, two, two players I've been very impressed with. I love John Marino. Mm-hmm. Great rookie last year. I think it was a little early to give him an extension. I think it was 4.5 four for six years but that could be an awesome contract if he's playing he is so relied on in this team Mm -hmm. and someone who i'm pretty hard on as a penguins fan is chris letang i he's been awesome this year he is skating very well he's not making stupid pinches i'm very very impressed with how he's playing and obviously uh, with their forwards Jankowski and Tanev oh, they've been good together I've not missed a Penguins game so I've watched everything they have been probably our best players a little embarrassing to say but they have been that good they have drove our team out of the mud so many times when we have no momentum so I'm just going to give a shout out to those guys who will probably never listen to this podcast but whatever shout out to them <laughs> but no um, Penguins they're a bubble team when it comes to the caps it's just the big covid news yeah oh i guess we should talk about that which i i mean i understand obviously um samsonov having covid that is something that makes sense but the rest of the guys they were in a room in a hotel room watching hockey it's not like they don't sit beside each other on the bench exactly and this is such a tough situation to talk about because no matter who listens to this podcast or to anything, they have their own opinions on the way the world is right now. Yeah. I get both sides of it. Yeah, they, but they have to follow protocols. What, and, they have to, and that's just it. The NHL suspending them wasn't, from in my eyes, it wasn't because it wasn't of personal. COVID. It wasn't personal. It was, hey, dickhead. We have to set you, a precedent. Yeah, we have set a precedent. You fuck up on our property, basically, mm-hmm. is what they're saying. We have to punish you for it. Yeah. If you want to go out on your own time and do whatever the fuck you want, not wear a mask or whatever, then do it. But it's not our responsibility. Mm-hmm. The minute you're in a hotel room that we're paying for mm-hmm. or whatever, and they're under the NHL's eye... It, it, you can't be doing that. That's it is pretty disrespectful, and I'm not saying they should have got suspended. I think it was stupid too. Listen, and if you're thinking in just world standards, it's fucking stupid. But if you're thinking of it as the league or the Capitals, is unacceptable. But it does make no sense sometimes. Yeah. They're sitting beside each other on the bench. They're hugging and basically 
kissing and spinning on each yeah, other exactly. when they score. Exactly. That's that's and which is great because that's hockey. That really is just hockey. Always up in with your teammates and they're punishing them for yeah. for hanging out with their teammates. Yeah. You're encouraged to do that. Yeah, especially it's, when it it's comes such to a fine line the language barrier of the league, yes. right? Like, it was obviously the Russian teammates. Yeah, it was all Russian there. teammates there. And first of all, I'm going to say I'm gonna say two things. I'm going to flip-flop on each side here for a second, being Russian supporters or people, I guess, and other, let's just say. I'm going to start with the other. They, yes, they should not have been together like that. That's the rules. They knew the rules going in. They're at fault. But for all the Russians saying that, oh, they're only doing this for Russians, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, no, I don't Come think, on. I don't think like, that's anything to do It's 2021. Like, I, but I've heard, I've read some tweets and stuff mm-hmm. about that, and it sounded like Ovechkin's wife was like, if it was Canadians, I, I didn't read the translation much, but I heard about it. And she's like, it was Canadians or Americans. It wouldn't have been that. Mm-hmm. No, it would have been. Hey, this is a time of world that's different. Yeah, I get. There's a stigma. Yeah, and obviously or a being past under, understandably that they'd be upset about not being yeah. able to play. However, flipping back to the Russian side, stop giving them so much grief. They're yeah. they're fucking teammates. They're gonna hang out together. Yeah. They're hanging out in their dressing room that's good. or their should be. their hotel room. They should be. Lay off. If I and I get what you're saying about we wouldn't be having as big of a deal maybe if it was necessary Canadians. But they would still be penalized. Yeah. Which is the point. Like they should. If listen, if if you're in your work office and there's rules that say keep your shirt on, and then just someone the manager decides, ah, I don't want to, takes it off, whatever. That person should still be in trouble for doing that. Yeah. Very bad analogy, I understand, but you understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. It's a workplace. Rules are rules. Rules are rules. However, maybe they need to tweak them, I think. Yeah, obviously the things are completely uh, new to us, to everybody. So exactly. Need to be so it's it's just it's a fine line. Nobody's gonna be happy with Anything when it comes to the Caps, though, I don't think they're going to struggle too much because of it. Nope. I mean, I, Connor McMichael is now getting his, his first NHL start, which yeah, is which is exciting. exciting. Oh, he's good. I watched him play a lot in London. Holy crap, can that kid shoot the puck? Mm-hmm. And he loves to shoot the puck. Mm-hmm. He is, he's going to be a good hockey player. And yeah. We, and we've started the season strong enough that I'm not too worried. Yeah, Washington shouldn't be too worried. They're, they're, they should be a playoff team. Let's be realistic. Yeah. I, as long I have as we them. make the playoffs, we'll have our boys back and we'll be ready to go. Yeah, and it, it's only for, I think, four games they four, miss. Four, I believe. And it, it's obviously it's going to hurt them for these four games. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot of emphasis on you can't go on a losing streak, which is true. It's a shortened season. It's a tight, condensed season where if you go on a losing streak, it's going to be hard to bounce off of it because mm-hmm. you won't have a couple days to rest it off and just mentally clear yourself but they should be okay it's a tough division but they got other players that play well like action's still there mm-hmm. they still have 
Um, I, I think Verana is still yep, there. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think and yeah. has been excellent, and he's been very, very good. He's got Tom Wilson, who's playing great. As much as I fucking hate Tom Wilson because he's a prick, but Tom Wilson is like the most ideal player for any team. Tom Tom Wilson is in the same level of Matthew Brady Kachuk. Yeah, just annoying. He, you every want team, team, thirty teams in the NHL fucking hate him. But one team is in love with him, yeah. and for the right reasons. Yeah, he so they they'll be fine. Yeah. I think Washington will be fine. Um, we'll talk more about them in the, our next mm-hmm. episode. Obviously, being the the very exciting Atlantic Division, um, which is kind of anybody's race. Which, yeah. but we'll talk about that later. So, I think that's it for this podcast. Um, we'll catch you guys next week. I want you to go follow our socials at the Couch on Ice Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and all that fun stuff. And we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Have a good one. Bye, guys.